Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the final episode of Summer Scouting here on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, my two hosts... Uh, co-hosts are Alex Gilstrap and Ryan Roberts, but it is just going to be me and Alex Gilstrap for today's episode. Folks, make sure you check, in out, check out riseanddraft.com. That's Ryan's NFL Draft website with a fantastic database. Be sure to check that out as all of our content streams through that website. So Alex is joining me today for this final summer scouting series before we get prepared and fully ready for what is going to be week one of the college football season. We got exposed to a little bit of college football this past weekend. Alex, it was pretty fun to get to watch some Big Ten play. We saw some of these smaller schools and some of these HBCUs get to participate in some uh, primetime games, but the that Nebraska-Illinois game was, was a bit surprising in the outcome. <laughs> yeah, well, surprising to most. Yeah, Nebraska, Scott Frost coming in there to his alma mater from Central Florida. We had a success, obviously, as we all know, and yeah, that's someone that's just not lived up to expectations. I don't know. It's People are joking. Like, if you get fired before week one, or is that technically still an in-season firing? Because he had a game <laughs> under his belt. I, I just, Nebraska, I just had higher expectations these last couple of years. They have a talented quarterback in Adrian Martinez, and I know he had some high points and low points in his career, but he just, they just development has been the issue there. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't call the, that game the fun one. I'd, I'd say we had more fun in some of these other games, but. It was fun to just get a little taste for what we're getting this coming weekend. Right. It, it felt good to be out and doing things and like sitting down at a restaurant and going like, oh, there's a game on. Can you put the game mm-hmm. on? It, it, it felt weird being able to do that since it's been so long. But uh, it was odd definitely seeing Nebraska. They looked pretty good at the start of that football game. And then suddenly Illinois just completely demolished <laughs> them the yeah. whole remaining part of that game. But we're going to get to see, see some really, really good matchups this weekend. And we're going to get into all of that. We're going to transition our show structure as soon as week one is completed so it's going to be a lot of hitting on major headlines from big prospects stuff that you need to know answering basically any questions that you're going to be having you're going to be thinking of on any of these prospects but we've got safeties to talk about here alex and this seems to be a pretty talented safety class we've got some really big names that we're going to get into uh breaking down on this show before we get to that though i do need to share quickly with our listeners uh, a read from Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's the on online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 
$200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday uh, September 9th season opener between Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Yet again, BetOnline has one of the most awkwardly worded <laughs> ad reads uh, that we have on this show. But we're talking safeties today, Alex. We're excited. Sadly, Ryan's not here because I think he'd be the most juiced up. He did get the chance to talk about Kyle Hamilton on our first show when you weren't uh, on that mm-hmm. for the introduction to summer scouting. But can you just hit us with a quick overview of this class? Because just if you go to Ryan's Twitter feed, all he's been talking about is how talented the safety group is. And he put out a, a tweet just basically saying that he can't even really pick a guy that he doesn't like. And it, it sounds like this is going to be a super talented year despite the past few being pretty disappointing yeah no i think this class has a lot of talent at the top i mean i i came into it with preconceived notions over some of these guys just from seeing them uh kind of in the corner of my eye while watching some other guys kyle hamilton of course uh lewis seen as a georgia fan is someone that i i came into the summer knowing his name and there's, there was a few names that, that you know, lived up to expectations. And then as the summer's, you know, worn on, we've we've gotten some big risers already from just, you know, big media or, you know, some of these smaller guys on draft Twitter that have kind of found this guy. And Brandon Joseph is kind of one of those early favorites. He's kind of risen to that first round kind of almost consensus to this point um, from a valuation standpoint. And this isn't someone coming into the summer I knew. So we had a good mix of guys going into the summer, knew were going to be very talented and was going to be a lot of fun to watch going forward. And then there's also been some guys, like I said, Brandon Joseph being one of those examples uh, where I got introduced to him this summer and I'm really, really impressed. I think there were a few players in this year's class uh, you know, over the summer that I felt was disrespectful to leave out of the top five. And that's just how, how mm. thick it is at the top. So uh, this class was a lot of fun to watch, like Ryan said. You, you would be remiss to, to find one uh, that you didn't have some kind of liking to in some capacity. So a lot of talent, a lot of fun too, different prototypes, and uh, I'm excited to get into all of them. Yeah, and speaking on the guy that I think is going to get the most buzz out of this group justifiably is Notre Dame's Kyle Hamilton. This is a guy who I, I've been able to see him play a ton just because I'm a Notre Dame fan and because of last year Ryan and I we're covering Notre Dame for Locked On before we stopped doing that show. Um, but Kyle Hamilton is just physically a freak. It's it's hard to really pinpoint what that guy can't do physically because of his size and his athletic profile it just makes him so, so talented and so hard for opposing teams to really work around him. And that's a big reason why. It's rare to see a, a safety being mocked in the top five, but there's a reason why he's in that conversation just because he is a fantastic elite athlete playing the position that he does at a size that's just not typical. And you and Ryan both listed Kyle Hamilton as the top safety, in, or not in the top safety, rather, the, uh, the highest upside safety in this class. So what's the reasoning behind that? Yeah, you hit on it. Uh, I mean, Kyle Hamilton, it's less about there's no there's no real argument at this point is he worthy of a top 10 pick it's just 
are we going to see a record broken for the highest drafted safety of all time? Like we do, you know, we talked about this last year with Kyle Pitts. It was, there was no question that Kyle Pitts was the great athlete and great football player that he was, great prospect that he was. But it was like, we've just never seen someone, especially in recent history and at the tight end position, this was, he was the highest ever, but we just haven't seen anyone in recent history at that position be so highly coveted. So I think we're going to have a lot of the same similarities from Kyle Pitts last year to Kyle Hamilton this year. And that's, I don't think there's very many people questioning the talent. I don't think there's too many people that are going to be out on them or low on them because there's nothing not to like. And, and, and I mean, we can go ahead and spoil it. Uh, safety one over here for me. Um, and it's quite obvious. Like you said, he's kind of a freak. He's a, he's big enough to play linebacker. And I know some people have drawn conclusions that he could move to linebacker, but you are undermining his level of athleticism at that point. This is a, 4'4 athlete at six foot four, 220 pounds, that's not afraid to get physical, and he can run sideline to sideline with anybody in college football and in, in you know power five, you know, national contending uh college football. And I know that's gonna translate well to the NFL. And this is someone, I don't know what metrics you want to use. I mean, you have analytics guys, they can't be out on him. This guy was young. He's he, is he the youngest safety in in the database, I think, at risingdraft.com. I think he's the youngest guy listed. Uh, in the database, at least in the top like 15 or so. So you don't have to worry about age. He's young. He has the height. He has the weight. He has the speed. And then you match that with a physical profile, both from an athleticism standpoint and a physical uh, standpoint with his with his film. And there's really not a box this guy doesn't check. Mm-hmm. So I think this is someone that, like you said, is a, you say top five, I say top two. I, I don't even wow. know if you can make an argument outside of top two. He might be, and I know you know some uh, some sites out there have him as the number one overall player in this draft if you don't put into account positional value. And I I think you may be right. I mean, I love Derek Stingley. We talked about him last week. You know, uh, Demarvin Leal uh, is a is a talent, but there's there's just no one at this point that's living up to Kyle Hamilton and his level of NFL readiness at this point. Yeah, it's almost crazy to just watch him play. And if, if anyone that's listening to the show doesn't really look in and, and watch highlights or, or even any tape on these guys, the one guy I would recommend watching just because he's fun to watch play is Kyle Hamilton. You just don't see guys with that size profile moving the way that he does, making the plays that he does. And it's very funny how adamant uh, his, his parents are that he's not a linebacker because we, we yeah, dealt with that at have- the beginning of the season when – I, I, they, I think they misunderstood a quote that I made on the show where I was saying that he's he's the size of a linebacker, but he's capable of playing like all over the secondary. Right. Uh, it, it, this guy is clearly going to be drafted highly. When I was saying top five, I'm I'm almost thinking in the perspective of like draft order because some of these quarterbacks are going to get taken over him. But you right. make a really good point. The dude's top two. It's basically right now. It sounds like it's him or Kayvon Thibodeau, and it's. Who do you prefer right, more o- over the two of those guys? And there's a reason why he's the, the number one prospect ranked in this class by a lot of people. You have to be super, super good to be a safety to be in that position. So Hamilton is going to be so highly talked about throughout this entire process. Now, we're, we're being positive here for a good stretch, but now it's time to be nice and negative. RR Darius Washington, biggest bum award watch list and biggest bum referring to somebody who people hyped up a little bit in the uh, preseason and summer scouting and then complete fall off. Most of these guys that we've picked as the names for them have been uh, undrafted players. And our Darius Washington is one of those players. You decided to go with Bubba Bolden out of Miami. Wow. This is a guy who's getting some first round buzz. Why are you picking Bubba Bolden? 
It's the inconsistencies for me. Uh, this is a fifth-year senior from the University of Miami. Uh, someone that has kind of had some hype for a couple years now. I guess going into his junior year last year, people had, um, and if you, it, it, you know, had to, had some praise for him. And if you go into what was that first game of the year that was just so ugly last year, or was that two years ago against Florida? Was it was it? Florida. That was two years ago. Yes. I remember that game. I was still in it camp. Was, I remember that. Yeah, and that was the game where I realized, oh, this Bubba Bolden guy has a lot to work on. Uh, this guy just is so inconsistent at this point, and. I see the physical talent. He's six foot two and a half, six foot three, uh, two hundred and five pounds. He has borderline four 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 five speed. Um, so he has the physical traits you want in a safety, and that that matches NFL caliber athletes. Um, but tackling, um, coverage, discipline, a lot of that mental side stuff is just not there quite yet, and uh, and a lot of the the consistency. So for me, this is someone that you've had. You know, that you're going into your fifth year. And you, you're still trying to figure out this whole consistency thing. And that's something that scares me. I, is it something he's never going to be able to to obtain is the level of athlete that he is and be able to hone that in just enough to to take the right angles and to, you know, uh, really just take advantage of the, the natural gifts that he does have. So Bubba Bolden, I think there's a lot to like. But like you said, this guy's getting some first round buzz. Yeah. And one, as a safety, it's hard to get first round buzz. And two... There's way too many guys in this this year's class that have the same caliber of athleticism and size and physical profile, but match it with better film as well. So I think he's someone that for me is just going to kind of get lost in that midday three range, um, you know, which which is different than a lot of people think, like you said. So uh, Bubba Bolden, I'm going to be a little bit lower on. I think he has everything in his tool belt to make it work but we just have yet to see it. And, you know, going into year five, this is something we want to start seeing as he uh, translates to the NFL. Yeah, and Bolden, even in last class, was getting a little bit of buzz, understandably in a very weak group. But now he's right. got an uphill battle to establish himself in a, in a group that's got just so many talented names. And we're going to get to hitting on some of these other names, and we're also going to talk about uh, a potential riser that, that you're keeping your eye on. Before we do get to that, though, uh, folks, I want to tell you about our new ad sponsor. Exciting news. Our pod and the Believe Podcast Network is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Anybody can do it. It's free to use. It, it's, it's very, very fun. It's going to be a great experience. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest Believe football pick them at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week, get this Alex, wins a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So there are surprises on the line. Uh, there's okay. some fun things that you could potentially win. I didn't even know DC Shoes still made shoes, but uh, I didn't either. <laughs> again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe B L E A V football pick 'em, and if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpool.com today. They've got Survivor pick 'em as well as cool sportsbook styles concepts called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com your new home for all of your office sports pools. So we're obviously doing our own pool, but 
if you're in the you know want to have some fun and, and get into some competition with the uh, the bozos in your office and and completely steal their money yeah. make sure you go to play action pools all right <laughs> all right uh now let's get to our richie grant watch list which is going to be our riser and if you remember richie grant last year kind of a under the radar guy out of ucf who, who looked good at the senior bowl and then works his way into being one of the highest drafted safeties understandably a weak class but ends up going on day two so if we're going for a riser a guy that we think could just pop up out of nowhere and end up being drafted very highly uh who are you going with alex so i can't yeah i i can't take credit for this one um this is someone that so uh, i think devin jackson actually uh, great draft Twitter follow if you don't already. I think he brought him to my attention uh, through posting about him. But this is someone that if you're scanning through rosters, I know you know uh, our Jesse, our database guy. He does this. He scans through rosters. He looks at grades. You know stuff like that. This isn't someone that would pop out at you because you see a a redshirt sophomore safety. So you're not really thinking about the draft too much. But and he's listed at or he he's a verified 5'10", 198. So he doesn't pop off at you from a measurable standpoint. But Arkansas's Jalen Catalan. It's a ball player. He and 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 you know go back a couple years, and we had Antoine Winfield Jr. come out, and there was a lot of varying opinions on him going into the season. And I was on the negative side of it. I saw him as a small football player. I liked his film. I thought he was a good football player, but I just thought the size was going to prohibit him from really reaching a, a, a you know a good. Uh, ceiling at the next level, but boy, was I wrong. And I'm not going to make the mistake twice. We have a smaller <laughs> guy in Jalen Catalan, and I, I see a lot of the similarities from a phys- physicality and athletic standpoint. Uh, this is someone that's built a little shorter, but he doesn't play like it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy can go up and get the football like Antoine. And this is someone that's found success at the NFL level, Antoine F- Winfield Jr. with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jalen Catalan, you know, I see a lot of similarities. Uh, for having the smaller frame from a height perspective. He doesn't play like it. He's a 4-4 athlete. Um, I think he had a verified 4-4-9 going uh, into wow. the spring. So, you know, at 5'10", 198, not a long strider, but this guy can move. And the physicality is the best thing that pops off for this guy. This guy is going to come down. He kind of plays a split. Um, he plays in the, over the slot quite a bit, but I like him as a split zone safety, someone that can kind of uh, work work the ceiling a little bit, work the uh, as an overhang safety um as well so kind of can do a little bit of everything but you know if this guy's able to play in kind of a roaming role where he can crack downhill on on screens on little short intermediate routes this is someone that's going to make you feel him and he's going to he's going to provide a lot of pressure on those slot receivers to make sure they have their head on a swivel because this guy comes with a punch and i just think you have that level of athleticism you're built well you have the physicality this is a, this is i'm not making the mistake twice Antoine Winfield Jr. I was out on because of size. I'm not going to do it. You know, they're, they're, size isn't everything when it comes to the safety position <laughs> as far as height goes. <laughs> so uh, Jalen Catalan is someone that I think, you know, playing at Arkansas, he's going to be kind of the anchor of that defense in this SEC schedule. He's going to be exposed to a lot of talent as he has in his in his short career to this point. But this is someone that's lived up. Arkansas hasn't really done too hot. Uh, and doesn't in the SEC, but this is someone that lives up to playing against the LSU's and the Alabamas and these these tough SEC opponents. And I think this is an NFL day two prospect as it is right now. So I find it super interesting that you end up placing Catalan in your top five. So we're gonna I'm gonna use that as an opportunity to 
to roll into talking about these these top five. So Ryan did send me his like we've done on the pod when somebody's been missing. We've uh, we've always tried to share the opposing person's top top fives. So I want to quickly go through yours and then I'm going to let you guess Ryan's. So you end up this is the ordering that you're dealing with here. You go Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, number one. Number two, Brandon Joseph out of Northwestern. Super talented guy. Uh, he's uh, he's already making a name for himself. Lewis Seen, who came on the show from Georgia. Jalen Catalan from Arkansas, and uh, who you just talked about. And then Jordan Battle from Alabama. So I want to hit on, before we, we get into guessing Ryan's, uh, I want to talk about Brandon Joseph, because we spent a lot of time talking about Kyle Hamilton, and it's already sounding like Brandon Joseph not isn't going to rival Kyle Hamilton for the top guy or maybe even a top 10 player, but it sounds like he's going to be drafted relatively highly if he, if he continues the momentum he's established. Yeah. I think this year's class, you know, I think me and Ryan have talked to me, you and Ryan have talked about it a little bit. It seems like there's a big drop off um, after the top like 12 or so prospects in this year's class where there's about a group of 30 or so that you could see being first rounders when it's all said and done, but just aren't quite there yet. And I think Brandon Joseph's right on the fringe of that. So I think he's in that probably 15 to 20 range if I were to compile a big board uh, as it is today. Uh, and I, I see him as a day two caliber football player right now. But, I, I you know, like I said, it's it's summer where we're, we're going to get another year of, of you know, uh, production, another year of, you know, um, evolving his game. And so Brandon Joseph. 6'1", 192, um, not the biggest guy from a stout standpoint, but where this guy moves the needle for me and and for everyone from his prototype is coverage. And he turned the ball over at an astronomical rate last year in only eight games, uh, had six interceptions, led the, led the nation in interceptions as a redshirt freshman. So he's going into his redshirt sophomore year with high expectations now as people have come onto his film and realize that this guy is a difference maker as a safety, um, and, you know, as, as a coverage defender. And I think it really just comes down to his football IQ. He really understands co- passing concepts and he he reads them really well. And I think he, you know, he's not a burner. He's not fast, but this guy's quick. He can change directions quick. When he's when he sees the lane to to picking the ball off, he's going to he's going to jump it. So I really think this is just like a good all-around player with a specialty in coverage. He can play man coverage over the slot very well, but does a great job on the back end as well. So I think you have a versatile piece in Brandon Joseph that has only had one year of starting, one year of play as a redshirt freshman uh, in 2020 and only eight games. So this guy's inexperienced to this point, but I think with more experience, you're going to see even more consistency uh, in the run game uh, as he, as I hope he he's looking to add a little bit of bulk. But this guy's a, a good athlete in short spaces, and he used that to his advantage to pick the ball off. Like I said, led the nation in turnovers as a redshirt freshman last year. Mm. Very good breakdown there on, uh, on Brandon Joseph. So let's uh, let's wrap up with some little fun here, as we always do. No Ryan here to uh, to talk smack like he enjoys doing, but uh, I think we can still have some entertainment from trying to guess his top three. Number four for Ryan is Daxton Hill from Michigan, and then Jalen Catalan, who you talked up a ton there from I'm Arkansas. Glad Ryan likes him. Ah, that, that makes me feel so good. That's interesting that you guys are both both that high in him. So let let's take the opportunity here. I I think that you're going to be. You'll probably be able to guess this. Let's see if you can do it. Go for it. Uh, the odds of us having the same top three are slim. I didn't get to talk on Lewis Seen so much, but I've been been a big fan of his for some time. Um, Kyle Hamilton's obviously number one. I'm going to go Brandon Joseph, too, just because I feel like this third guy is kind of a toss-up. We didn't talk much about Jordan Battle. I was a little disappointed 
in his film relative to expectations going into it. I'm going to go. Is there a name I'm missing? Tyke Smith, PFF loves him. Jaquan Brisker, Penn State. Um, you know, he's a, he's a solid football player. Is there anyone else that sticks out to me? Baylor, Jalen Petra has some fan. I'm going to go Lewisine. I feel like he likes him too. I think we have nope. no. Okay, oh. so Ryan's top three. You can probably guess what the first two are. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton, Brandon Joseph. Makes sense. Number three is Jordan Battle from Alabama. Okay. So can you, Look, can you share it? What do you think of that? Right, we got to hear Yeah, it. I mean, I have him five, and I think this is a talented class. I see Jordan Battle as a, as a solid third rounder as it is today. Like I said, Jalen Catalan at four for me is, is someone that I see as a day two pick, a mid-day two pick. But Jordan Battle is someone that's – he's very steady Eddie. He's rock solid. There's not any glaring holes in Jordan's ba- Jordan Battle's game to this point. Uh, but there's nothing to really move the needle in any kind of direction. So – uh, you know, I like on the back end, you know, difference makers are going to make the difference, obviously. That's why they're called difference makers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jordan Battle to me is just someone that he's going to play a good brand of football. He's going to play a clean brand of f- football. He's not going to give up the big plays. He's going to make his tackles, um, which I guess is what you need on the back end. And that's why I, I do see some value in him. But I just don't see a difference maker at the next level from an athleticism standpoint, from a physicality standpoint, from a uh, football IQ standpoint, I just don't see a difference maker. So um, I see this guy as someone that's probably going to come in. He's going to play the, in the NFL for quite some time. And he's going to be a, a good, you know, solid piece to to a NFL secondary. But I just don't see this guy as someone that's going to move the needle for an NFL defense, whereas I do see that potential in players like J- Jalen Catalan, who I've touched on quite a bit, Lewis Dean, Brandon Joseph, Kyle Hampton. So, I, I like Jordan Battle. I think he had some clean film. Um, I think I'm just missing that that it factor uh, for him to be a plus football player at the next level. I just see it. I see as we talked about wide variance um, with some players over the last couple of weeks. Me and Ryan. I just don't see that with Jordan Battle. I see him. This is what he is. It, you're gonna you're gonna take what he is, and he's not gonna give you too much more but you can trust what his floor is. So I, I see this as a safe player that just has a limited upside. I think that's a good note to end on talking about Jordan battle out of Alabama folks. Thanks for tuning in. What do you, what do you, what, what's that look for? Come on, let's do some, some quick. I do, I need you to give me some analysis. What's your preseason FBS playoff. Oh, were you the one who put that in there? I just did it. Yeah. Oh, I was so confused. I'm like, did somebody <laughs> do that over the weekend? Okay. All right. Fine. 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 I, we should. T- I wish we said something before the show because I, I wouldn't. Have tried to ca- I wouldn't have tried to. I wouldn't have tried to close the show. <laughs> All right. Here's what I got. I, my my top four in no particular order. I see this is we're gonna go back Alabama. There's no way that they're not gonna end up finishing at the top. There's there's no way. They're they're still highly talented. I know that they expend a ton of those guys to the NFL. But if anyone's reloading, it's them. Clemson sure. DJ Uyunglele is taking over. That guy has shown some elite talent in the limited periods of time that we saw him start last year. They're not going to miss a step. They are young, and that's what their biggest issue was last year is that they were talented but young. It's going to be probably a a close fight between them and Alabama for one and two. Oklahoma, if, if Spencer Rattler can play the way that he did at the end of last season. I don't see a reason why they're not in this in this final top four. And then I, I think that the biggest 
question mark that we we now have to kind of figure out is do we include include Georgia as the final team or do we include Texas A&M as the final team because those are both teams that Dang, like Ohio to, State has no chance I, I just think that they're they're not as settled on the quarterback position I think that we can sit here and say that they're going to pop right back in and be in the in the top four I think that if they're going to have a a down year for Ohio State which is just going to probably be finishing sixth instead of instead of fourth um, I, you know, th- this will probably be the year as they're kind of transitioning away from an elite quarterback into some new faces in the group. But I, I, don't, I feel like it's going to come down to Georgia or Texas A&M as the, you know, the, su- the, the super talented SEC team. It's just a matter of who's the most consistent throughout the season and, and who, you know, put, who puts up the best fight. Uh, Texas A&M on paper has an insane roster. I mean, think about the amount of guys that we've brought up on this show. Okay. They were top five for a reason last year. It's just a matter yeah, of just, the play. They just it. announced their starting quarterback, young guy, Hudson Card. So if he can play up to some some good brand wait, of football, isn't Hudson, they have so much. Isn't Hudson Card Texas? Uh, wait. LOL. Wait, no, you're right. Uh, it's the other guy. I, I watched the Elite 11 show, and it's been a couple years. We'll just that. cut that out, Joe. Cut that out. No, I'm um, leaving it in. <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, in that scenario, you have – I mean, theoretically, Georgia plays both it's, Clemson it's and Alabama. It's Haynes King is the... Haynes King, that's Texas his name. Okay, They were in the same class. Okay, whatever. Mm. Um, Georgia plays Clemson week one and then play, would, in that scenario, play Alabama in the SEC championship game. Mm. So you see them kind of beating each other up and all three getting in potentially. I, I, I feel as though it's going to kind of, it's going to come down to that. I mean, if we're just, it, it's going to be, it's always in the situation here where it's two SEC teams and then... Whoever has the best record of the remaining conferences, Clemson's going to just completely demolish the teams that they play in the ACC. But uh, and Oklahoma has no reason not to do the same thing in the Big Twelve. Okay, you want to hear mine real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's go. No, I was going to just end it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think the number one team is going to be Oklahoma. Wow. I think I think Alabama slips up somewhere. They're too much uh, young youth uh, on their in their in their playmakers on the offense side of the football. So we're going to go Oklahoma 1, Clemson 2. At worst, they lose one game and it's to Georgia week one and they're able to build back off that. Right. Because I don't see them losing to anyone in the ACC. North Carolina lost too much. Ohio State is in there. And then it's about who wins. Yeah, I I like C.J. Stroud a lot from Ohio State. I I mean, I don't think he's Justin Fields level. But you think that he immediately takes over... At a championship level, because like Justin Fields, I don't think he has to. Really, the only team they play in the first like three or four weeks that really has any talent is Oregon, and Oregon has even bigger question mark at quarterback, Anthony right, Brown right. or whatever. Um, it is Anthony. So Brown. yeah, yeah. So I'm just making sure I, I give myself the I think <laughs> just in case. Ohio State, I think at the end of the day, has too much talent on both sides of the football, like you said. And then it, I think there is only one SEC team this year, and it's just about who wins. Between Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, I do think those are the three uh, obvious uh, options from the SEC. But it's hard to bet against Alabama, so I think Alabama loses a game in the regular season, but comes back and wins the SEC. Championship. See, I have Sorry. more confidence in Bryce Young to to Did just CJ kind of Stroud? to manage things, and like I feel like the the team surrounding Bryce Young enough for him to just be above average compared to C.J. Stroud. I think that. Because, like, who did Ohio State really lose to the draft this past year? You know, obviously Justin Fields, but I feel like it wasn't, like, a crazy group that they lost. Like, they're returning exactly a lot of time. Exactly my point. But 
But my whole point here is that with that same group last year and Justin Fields running things, they got stomped out by Alabama. So it's like, okay, new quarterback, you almost need him to be comparative. I see what you're saying. To Justin Fields and CJ Stroud. Mm, that, that, that's why I'm... I'm, I'm but Sean gonna, Wade was so bad. They got rid of true. him. Well, they got seven <laughs> banks now. <laughs> yeah, he's not the best. I, I am not saying that they're going to have like four losses. They're going to probably be six. They're going to be one of the first teams out. They're going to mm. probably... I see this as a year like they, they had a couple years ago where they just like randomly lost to Purdue and then they uh, missed the playoff because of it. They're probably going to lose to... like I don't know if they play Illinois or not, but like I could see them losing to like Illinois. <laughs> Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin's another one, and I don't think Wisconsin's yeah. good enough to make the final stretch. But like, I could totally yeah. see Wisconsin just sneaking one past them. Yeah, it's exciting. This year's exciting relative to the last couple. And this right. is, we can end on we can end on this because last year we had the conference only schedule for most of the most of the landscape. But now we're going to start. You know, Georgia, Clemson, week one. You know, we have Oregon and um, Oregon and Oklahoma week two. That's right, right? Yeah, yeah. Oregon and Oklahoma. So, like, we're gonna get a lot of this cross, um, you know, across the country, across the the Power Five conferences. This is what I missed last year. So, I think we'll get a clearer picture than we did. I know last year there's a lot of argument over the top four. So, right, yeah, because we hopefully, have, hopefully Ohio State playing six games, and then we've got all these teams only playing within their conference. So it's right. it's tough to really get a full gauge on who's who and. We'll, we'll have better exposure to that this year. As long as yeah. you, you don't say Cincinnati's going to finish in the top four, I think you're, you know. If they beat Notre Dame, I think they, and they they're go not going to beat Notre Dame. They're going to lose to like a they, random AAC team. I'm calling it now. They might. They didn't lose anybody. They lost Marcus Freeman. Uh, their coach. defensive coordinator. I, I, I think that that is going to be, Luke Fickle's a great coach, but like losing Marcus Freeman is going to be so impactful for them. I don't know. That's that's where I think is going to be the the dividing line for for a team like Cincinnati. But uh, that is a good note to end on. Thank you for calling me out for that. We could have taken some time to have some fun discussions, um, folks. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you're listening to the podcast form. Uh, leave us a five star review. Head to riseanddraft.com. Follow us on social media at Joe DeLeon, at Alex Gilstrap at Rise and Draft. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned for more interviews. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.